This is Democracy on the Move. This is where I usually insert the theme music in an ad or two, but not this week. This will be a very short podcast because it is Christmas and we've pretty much decided to take the week off here at Democracy on the Move. But I thought I'd talk briefly about Christmas itself. First of all, Merry Christmas to all. Yes, I say Merry Christmas because I believe in the spirit of Christmas. And I honestly believe that there is not any sort of war on Christmas. Those who say such things ought to take a drive around my neighborhood at night and see nearly every house lit up in multicolored twinkling images of Christmas trees, the nativity scene, or even a two-story inflatable Santa. If there truly is a war on Christmas, I personally don't see any evidence of it. So setting aside this war for the time being, allow me to briefly dive into the origins of Christmas because I believe we need to understand where it came from in order to really enjoy and derive meaning from its current day expression. The origins of Christmas can be traced back to ancient Roman times when the winter solstice was celebrated as a time of rebirth and renewal. Christians adopted this occasion to celebrate the birth of Jesus Christ because, in reality, nobody really knew exactly what day of the year Jesus was born. In fact, there was a period of time when various Christian churches and communities celebrated the birth of Jesus on different dates. So where did this Roman celebration of the winter solstice come from? And why do we gather during that time to celebrate with parties and gift-giving? Well, the Roman celebration of the winter solstice came from the festivities of Saturnalia. It celebrated Saturn, not the planet Saturn, but the god named Saturn, who was a god of agriculture, abundance, and liberation, who reigned over Earth during what they called the Golden Age. Now, this Golden Age actually harkened back to an earlier Greek celebration of Cronia, which was used to honor the everlasting bounty of the land. Saturnalia was celebrated in December, roughly the 17th through the 23rd, right around the winter solstice. Now, I'm not a historian, so I'm not sure exactly why the celebration of the birth of Jesus landed on December 25 specifically, but it's generally accepted that Saturnalia was adopted by the Christians to celebrate Jesus. And the act of giving gifts, along with other aspects of Saturnalia, like lots of parties with friends and family, remained with the holiday. It wasn't Christian in origin, but it kind of came along for the ride. As a personal note, when you think about it, the winter solstice is a significant event in the Northern Hemisphere because... It means that the sun has begun its journey back toward the north, bringing light and life. And though December 25 is still buried in the middle of winter, it's clear that as the sun returns, the promise of renewal comes with it. To me, the winter solstice is symbolic on a spiritual level. When there is renewal, there is hope for a better future. And among other things, Jesus brought hope. If you think about the times that Jesus was born into, the church of the day, along with the political leaders, didn't like this young man spreading the word of hope and love. The powers that be during the day had a firm grip on people, which they fortified with stories of a highly judgmental God who demanded obedience. And the church of the day was only too happy to administer this obedience in any way it saw as necessary. It was raw power fortified through fear and maybe even anger. Yes, anger. I mean, after all, you didn't want to get God angry with you. I mean, look at what happened at Sodom and Gomorrah as described in Genesis. Or look how God flooded the earth as a way to cleanse it of wickedness and corruption. And so along comes this Jesus of Nazareth, who talked of a loving God. And as you can imagine, this flew in the face of the powerful people of the day. Jesus was cutting into their action. Yes, Jesus did talk about judgment, but there was also infinite love and acceptance. Jesus cured the sick and hung out with some of the vermin of society. To Jesus, it didn't matter if you were poor or a criminal or a prostitute. Nobody was beyond the reach of love from God. And all they had to do was accept the love that was theirs all along, and they were saved. 
And for that simple, loving message, Jesus faced opposition and persecution, and after his death, the early Christian church faced persecution and opposition from the Roman authorities. I mean, these were the guys in power, right? Well, this led to the spread of Christianity as an underground movement, and many early Christians were martyred for their beliefs. Now, why do we even bring this up? Well, think about the echoes that still reverberate today. Specifically, think about obedience through fear and anger. It still exists today, doesn't it? What messages are we hearing from some of our politicians and religious leaders today? For example, think about why we even need to build a wall on our border. Would we even recognize Jesus were he to show up today, as he did back then, as a man, and challenge people for allowing their fear and anger to turn desperate people away at our border? Would we even recognize Jesus as he gathers around him people of all backgrounds, people who have had a criminal past, poor people, prostitutes? Would we even believe him as he speaks of the sanctity of life and everlasting love for all people, even those that live different lifestyles? I'm just going to leave those questions hanging out there for the time being with the hope that you'll think about it as you take part in the celebration that's been going on for thousands of years. Think about it as you give your gifts and celebrate the joy of life. You don't have to be Christian to understand that life is beautiful. We've been given, through the grace of our common God, whoever that may be, this entire universe to explore and understand. But most of all, we've been given an opportunity to practice what Jesus originally preached, to express love. In his words, as written by John 13, 34, quote, A new commandment I give to you, that you love one another. Just as I have loved you, you are also to love one another. This is Dan Schaefer. We'll be back next week with more Democracy on the Move.